0: The Film Guide with Tim Stafford. Part of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Film Guide, this time with the uh, MCU DC doctor himself. That might mean more to you than to me, but Tim Stafford is here with us. Hello, Tim. Hi, Daddy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um So uh, what we do with the film guide is we ask the, the guide this time around, it's Tim's turn. We ask, uh, we ask Tim to tell us about his favourite films or, or the films he thinks are worth watching on free-to-air TV for the week ahead. Uh, we also look at uh, new releases uh, on the streaming services and in the cinemas. Uh, and we're going to go a bit further ahead this week because this is the last regular show of the year so we're going to be looking at the new cinematic releases over the christmas period as well uh, and we have uh, another uh, edition another entry in tim's a to z of the cinema <gasps> we are up to the number c It's a intentional slip that we're up to the letter c uh and uh, <laughs> we will find and we'll find out a bit later what c stands for what could it, st- it, it, oh. it it's it's I'm going to do that bit in a minute. That's my catchphrase. People are like getting that on T-shirts. What could it stand for? That's not your catchphrase. So we will come, we'll come to that. But first, let's look at the new releases in the cinema. And uh, where are we starting this time around, Tim? Starting with The Tender Bar, not
1: based on the Blur song Tender, which I really like. That's a good song, actually. It's yeah. a brilliant song, isn't it? Absolute yeah. classic. Um, a coming-of-age drama directed
0: by Who? george clooney from a screenplay by, by william monaghan i was really uh, worried that you were waiting for the audience to reply because it's not how this works we're not going to hear them in here i was building tension okay um adaptation of a 2005
1: book of the same name um, by J.R. um and it's about his the author's life Moeringer's life growing up in long island um who's in it Ben affleck Ty Sheridan, good cast, Daniel Ranieri, um, Lily Rabe and Christopher Lloyd. Great cast, great supporting cast, set in the 70s. Um, uh, As far as I know, plot, Guy who loses his father at the beginning um, and then sort of falls under the, it says here, unconventional tutelage of his Uncle Charlie. I'm assuming that's the Affleck character and... um, and then he sort of introduced him to this sort of handful of the bar's colourful regulars. I'm not don't mean this in any rude way, because some of the best films like this, but on paper it doesn't really sound like it's about anything. But if we know anything from Clooney's films, you know, he he's really interested in sort of people and very kind of tends towards realist stories or kind of very much character driven stories, does does Clooney. That's what you can see that's what interests him as an actor, but especially as a director. Um I mean the, the pedigree speaks for itself with a cast like that and Clooney always sort of Pulls out something interesting, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. What What do you make of him as a filmmaker? I think he's great. I mean, he's
1: sort of he's sort of in two modes, Clooney. Because as a as a sort of a list Hollywood star and a personality, he's sort of really kind of mainstream. And as a director, it's almost like a second George Clooney does these small films that are respected and well made, but they don't go on to be these big mainstream
0: film, but, but if you look at his oeuvre of work, mm. I think that's the thing, and I'm sticking with that, uh, you'll find that... If you say so. He, he does this thing where he said that he feels like he's asked the film studios to, like, every other film, let it be one he wants to do. Right. So he'll star in, in an Ocean's Eleven and he'll do right. some big thing. And then in between, he'll do a personal project, be it as an actor or, sure. or otherwise. And, a and labour of love, kind yeah, of. Him. Yeah, yeah. And, and very occasionally, those two paths cross. I, I think, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? He saw as... As a like labor of love, not a not a big movie, whereas it went on to be huge. So you know, sometimes it works out. But mm-hmm. I saw him talking about this in, quite openly in a chat show, and he said that that was how he said he struck a deal with them, and that basically like he'll okay. make a movie for them, and then and then he gets to make one for himself with the Hollywood gods. Yeah,
1: he's he steps very carefully between being. I mean, he's so famous. He's one of those people that even if you don't know anything about film, everyone knows who George Clooney is. He's so famous. Yet, like I said, he still does the kind of the work of someone who's just like, this like, kind of indie darling auteur and stuff.
0: He really treads that line very yeah, well. I think so. Um, I, I also I kind of had a feeling like, oh, he's working with Ben Affleck again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not actually sure that they've ever done anything together. Do you know
1: what? That's exactly I just, what I was thinking as I was reading. I was thinking Ben Affleck and I was about to say, reunited.
0: And then I thought, have they? Yeah, I I'm, I'm not sure. feel they so, have. So he's worked with Matt Damon several times. Matt the Damon, oceans. Thank you. In the, we, we edit that out. You know, that, that doesn't end. No. In there. no? All right, I'll keep it's it. In contra- it's in oh, my contract. It's in my contract. Forget that Clooney's yeah, contract. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he's worked with <laughs> Matt um, Damon on a number of occasions. Uh, and, um, yeah, they did the Oceans films together. And I think, was it the Monuments Men? I was I just going to say, it? and Affleck's not in Monuments Men, is no, he? I'm no. sure he's not, no. Um, but, but, of course, they do both share a role that they've played. Spider-Man. So close. Somebody's knocking at the door to bring back... They want your doctorate back. Batman. Batman. They both played Batman. And also, apparently, they've both been the sexiest man alive. And I know which of the better, better films those two
1: appeared in. Which was the better one? You can guess which one I think is the better one, can't you?
0: Uh, Oh,
1: no, not the George Clooney one. Yes, brilliant. Joel Schumacher's... Start the campaign now. Joel Schumacher's underrated Batman films. were critically mauled. We're also
0: ending that campaign right now as well. Should we end the podcast now? It was awful. It was awful. But, of course, you're entitled to your incorrect opinion. I mean,
1: how can it be awful with Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy? How can it be awful when he gets a credit card out? They they went in the same one. And it says... Yes, they were. Um, uh, no they weren't George Clooney Was not in the one With Poison Ivy Yes yeah, she was,
0: was that He not, was the one With Schwarzenegger and with... Ivy
1: Val Kilmer is, is Jim Carrey And
0: the was, third oh, right, one was, He's was, in the fourth one And Uma Thurman Was in the Batman fourth and one Robin, Not the third one. Yeah With okay. Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger right. they were Adam and evil And um,
0: <laughs> right. And
1: how can a film be bad When George Clooney Gets out a credit card with the Bat logo on it. It says expiry date forever, refer- referencing Batman forever. How can that be a bad film? I'm not, the conversation's ending there.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Edit this,
1: com- conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> so the tender bar, and, and when does that come out? Um, I think it's, um, <laughs> I think it's this Friday.
0: <laughs> Man, it's Sorry. So, <laughs> so, the, the research, you, you, the listener cannot see the research that goes into this. But, well, uh, Neither can I, no. and, and at least they know about Batman forever now. Well, yes, yes. The Tender Bar comes out on Friday the 17th of December, uh, so that's one of the films that's coming out. Now, let's, we fast-forward now. I'm going to do this bit, or a bit of this bit. We fast-forward to Wednesday the 22nd of December <gasps> for the next release. Da, 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 da. Just get
1: on with it. All right. Matrix Resurrections which you called matrix revolutions earlier it's not it's matrix resurrections did i yes when we we're talking um well what can we say the scariest thing about this is not the advent of monster technology is it's 20 years after the after the events of the last not the first after the last matrix film terrifying still seems like a few years ago to me neo keanu reeves everyone loves him, lives a seemingly ordinary life under his original identity as Thomas Anderson in San Francisco. And then they kill his dog and then that's it and he has to come back. I won't ever watch John Wick for that reason Um, he also meets a woman who appears to be Trinity all this is on the trailer but neither of them recognise each other which already for me was like that's a brilliant idea already because it's like I want to go and see the film now like Um, and then a new version of Morpheus appears and that is played by and I mention him every single time I'm on this podcast Yaya Abdul-Mateen who is amazing has the best screen presence of virtually any actor so anyway looks brilliant
0: yeah and uh yeah the, the original matrix from 1999 Don't. and then the two sequels from 2003 so oh, almost 20 years
1: they were in the same so. year weren't they
0: they're about yeah. six months apart what do you think of the matrix anyway i've never we never had that conversation yeah. really no I, I, he just made a face i did thank you um I, I, i'm sometimes able to articulate my thoughts as well <laughs> do, do, doing this for a while now um i thought that it was <laughs> tall um, <laughs> I thought that that, uh, it was visually groundbreaking. I thought Keanu Reeves was really good. Uh, There's so many things about it that were great. Each time I've watched The Matrix, I've fallen asleep. But (gasps) I'm not saying that that's necessarily a reflection of the movie, but more about perhaps my level of fatigue at the time.
1: Maybe it's a metaphor that you are asleep like Neo in The Matrix before
0: he wakes up. Maybe. Um, I have seen the sequels. I don't remember being quite as enthralled by them uh, as I was the first one. Um, but the first one I thought was, was was absolutely groundbreaking.
1: Well, if that cast hasn't convinced you, it's also got Nick Jonas's wife, she's famous for more than that, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, and Christina Rishi in it. And that is a brilliant cast already, so I'm there.
0: That's The Matrix Resurrections, which comes out on uh, Wednesday, the 22nd of December. If you're looking for something to do just before Christmas, go and read a book. Or or go and see The oh. Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, Keanu Reeves has proven himself recently to... To still be able to carry a movie. so He's just brilliant. Yeah, no, he's very good. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. Okay, we fast forward to Boxing Day now. Sunday the 26th of December, where there are two movies that are coming out. Uh, because it's a little bit further ahead than, than, than normal, we're not entirely sure where they will be available. Mm. But they are on wide release, so undoubtedly you'll be able to see them somewhere not too far from here. The first one is The Kingsman. He's not the Queen's man. He's the King's man. It's the King's man, isn't it? It's not the
1: yeah. King's man. It's yeah. the King's man. That's a good that's a good um, linguistic or pronunciatory... I don't know if that's a word just made it up. It's only um, good, though. Difference, yeah.
0: Have yeah. um, you seen the first two? Uh, I've seen the first one, definitely. Mm. The second one's even
1: better. I okay. Think. I think the, first, the second one's incomparably better, actually. I love them both. Uh, but the second one's got Channing Tatum in, so that's brilliant. Um, the Golden Circle. And this is a prequel going back. So no Taron Egerton... No, Channing Tatum.
0: Oh, sadly worth going to see it there.
1: Ray Fiennes, though.
0: Okay. One of the greatest actors well, of all time. Yeah, the, the the first person to drop an F bomb in a Bond film.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shocking. I know. Shocking. No, there hasn't been much fee- um, kind of outcry about that, has there? There were bigger things in that movie that made people outcry. <laughs> this is than, true. Than that. <laughs> um,
1: um. Yeah, uh, so prequel set in, um, I think it's set like, it must be around kind of. Um, I'm guessing nineteen hundreds, I'm guessing. But um the Premies, a collection of history's worst tyrants already sounds good. And criminal masterminds gather to plot a war to wipe out millions. One man is protege, must race against time to stop them. The trailer looks great, not too much information, but looks fun, action. I mean that Kingsman is so irreverent. It's hilarious. It's just so enjoyable. It's got a really good cast. And once again We're directed in, by Matthew Vaughan as well. Yes. Fantastic. It just I mean, who have we got? We've got Tom Hollander, Matthew Good risa fans um jimon hound jem it just the trailer is great and, it, and there's kind of a real always with matthew bourne there's always a real british feel isn't it today even though he's making these big studio moves even when he did x-men he brought in a lot of british cast he always is very loyal to a to a british cast in his films which is really interesting that flavor runs through and i'd say the humor
0: as well in his work is kind of very british as well okay did you say tom holland is in it tom hollander OK, all right, I'll take your word on that. He's not listed on here, but OK, ah. he's in there as well, is he? Yeah, I mean, let me see who he's playing. He is playing King George,
1: Kaiser Wilhelm and Emperor Nicholas. He's in it three times. Does he get three paychecks? Well, I, well I'm hoping I get two paychecks for doing this. Well, so. well, those
0: those historical characters alone place it somewhere around the early part of the 20th I century. Think don't I think it goes
1: in from the planes and stuff in the trailer. It looks kind of World War 1-ish. Okay. Just 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 coming up to it. And Rasputin's in it, so Yeah. Ah,
0: yeah. That's
1: great. I mean, the plot, if it's anything as good as the other two, it'll be brilliant.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's The King's Man, which uh, is coming out. There's two different bits of information here I've got about its release, but I believe it is coming out on Boxing Day, because the other thing I've read said it's coming out earlier than that, but I suspect that might be an American poster. Mm. Anyway, that's, uh, that's The King's Man. And then we also have... <laughs> really couldn't get much more different could you really the, literally the the cheese to the chalk uh this one the tragedy of macbeth there'll be violence in both i can tell you that i would imagine so
1: i mean where do you start i didn't need to go onto wikipedia to find the premise, but, <laughs> but i was interested what they said having seen Macbeth about 300 well, it, times so life, it is it is macbeth isn't it is. it's another version like, of macbeth it's it, not like the florence pew <laughs> lady macbeth where it was a different story yeah, yeah. okay so, um, so the premise yeah. is after being convinced by three witches, a Scottish lord sets out to become the King of Scotland, which doesn't really do that play justice, I have to say. No, but I mean that's that's
0: kind of it, isn't it?
1: Well, you spoilers. Yeah. Um
0: All right, but, but the exciting thing is well, first off, who's directing it? Joel Cohen. And it's not the Cohen brothers. No. It's just him it's, on his own. It's
1: a semi Cohen
0: yeah that's actually that's not bad i might use that later thank you i'll, I'll re-edit this it'll sound like I that said it. is high praise from a yeah. king punner like danny and um, thank you um, uh, but who, right now who's in front of the lens because there's a pretty darn impressive cast well inside.
1: these two people will sell it for you denzel washington francis mcdormand i mean dream cast is an understatement
0: if that doesn't... Brendan Gleeson's in there as
1: well, isn't he? Yeah, who's he playing? King Duncan. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Harry Melling
0: from Harry Potter as um. Malcolm. I don't I think don't we have to worry too much about spoilers for something that's 400 years old. I think well, we're safe on that. You, you never know what people complain about with spoilers. Yeah. But um,
1: Bertie Carvel, Bertie Carvel as Banquo. I mean, and, and quite a big sort of theatre experience cast as well, which obviously reflects the source material. Mm. He's gone for very
0: good theater actors as well i've seen pictures of denzel oh. washington and i just I, you could you just know he's gonna own that part don't you You just you can just see it there's something just in the photo that he looks like he's 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 encompassing that i think you're right he
1: could do the physical aspects of it the psychological aspects of it the mental aspects of it but also it's the same with france mcdormand that is like dream casting isn't it even if you didn't know the producer france mcdormand lady Macbeth.
0: yeah well you knew she's gonna be in it because you know joel cohen but but
1: well don't shake your head she's don't in everything he's ever done I know but you're implying that like it's just like nepotism like not that she's the greatest one of the greatest actors of all I mean you know it just time.
0: begs the question who does she have to sleep to to get that part sleep with <laughs> even but yeah for those who don't know they're married that's why they're, they've been married for a very long time she's in all of the Coen Brothers movies in it's some irrelevant. way or other um,
1: it's very relevant. No, it's it's in an interesting movies. fact, but it's I mean yeah. it's dream casting, isn't it? Whoever's yes. is directing that, and, and, also, and
0: she was great. I mean, last year with well, early this year with Nomadland, yeah, oh. you know, so such a good actress. I'm not. I was in no way trying to belittle I that. I was making I light of weren't. the fact they're actually didn't. married. You know, I know you weren't. But she, she, you know, you know when an actor is yeah. mentioned, you know it's like yeah. a red rag. She's a bigger shelf now to put all of her Oscars on because she's that good. I mean, and, what? And she can do. Anything. And if I was her, uh, I would get that extension in before the next Oscar ceremony, because you reckon? I think she's going to get that. Because this is a cinema release before then moving to Apple. Oh, I don't know if she'll get it for this. I think she'll oh. get it for Nomadland. She's already got it. Did she get I'm losing track now. Oh, yeah. She's th- got the Oscars this year. No, she well, well the they the were a day, smaller affair this year. It never turned up in the post. That she says it hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> oh, so I was, I was sharing a bit of inside information <laughs> there. I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, The Tragedy of Macbeth comes out on Sunday, the 26th of December. Those are your cinematic releases.
1: Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for the St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at storbanspodcast.com
0: Part two of the film guide is where we look at new releases on the streaming services. We have an Amazon one coming up for you and we have a Netflix one. Let's go with the Amazon one first because this one happens on the 21st of December. And uh, both of these films, actually, as well. There's a bit of bit of heat around these, aren't there? They're they're. they're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So go with the Amazon one first. Which one is it? Tim? Being the Ricardos. When you hear the title, unless you're a fan, you
1: might think, "What's that referencing?" It's a biographical drama and it's I won't tell you who it's written directed by yet it's about the relationship between the I Love Lucy Stars Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz uh, Desi Arnaz isn't it it's pronounced isn't
0: it I think it's pronounced Arnaz but it's yes. written Arnaz, Spelled Arnaz. Yeah. that's
1: right yeah Arnaz yeah that's how I know it yeah and who is playing those oh my goodness Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem you can work out who's playing which it's not that radical an interpretation um, that's a shame I know, I think. I know you. I, they've I've, played them to type again haven't they I've given you a parallel universe yeah. now where that will never exist Now. No. Um, as if that wasn't enough, which it should be, mm. written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, which kind of raised my eyebrows. It didn't feel like his kind of source material. I don't mean that in any dismissive way to the source material, but it didn't seem like
0: something he would be... But I think he's trying to do that, because you think mm. about it. The Trial of the Chicago 7 from yeah. the other year, that, I wouldn't have looked at that and thought, oh, Aaron Sorkin. But, mm. but, but when you watch it, the... the, the you know he, he sort of trademarks all over it you know the the, the great the electrified the sizzling dialogue mm. the, the, and, the and character work yeah and that's what stands I think as a director he's okay but it's as a writer that he's that's where his his skills are he's such a good writer it's what we kind of know him as isn't it yeah. yeah and and you know what? I think for most of us mere mortals we, we don't really notice a good director we notice bad ones you know if someone's good we just mm. it, you know those who perhaps study film those who know more those who've mm. got a doctorate perhaps would notice wow. those things wish I knew someone P- like that yeah People like that, um, you know, the, the rest of us, we don't, you know, we don't really know. And it's
1: interesting. The time you can tell when there's a bad director is if an actor who you normally love is brilliant. It's true that an actor can turn in a poor performance. But if you see an actor who is
0: astoundingly technically
1: accomplished and they're terrible, that's usually a sign of a bad director.
0: Sometimes as well, I think, I guess it could be like, if you can't really follow the plot very well, it could be muddled. Like, like as an example, I always felt that the film Star Trek First Contact, very confusing plot... But you follow it. Yeah. And I think that's in, down to the director of that movie that helped to, to to present it in such a way that you could follow what was Skillful going on. Skillful navigation. Yeah. Which part of that is, you know, the director, it's not just, you know, picking a nice landscape to shoot, you know, or getting a good performance out of, a, out of an actor. Sometimes it's it's navigating the storyline mm. and things like that, making decisions that will help the story develop. Um, mm but but yeah so being the Ricardo is all about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz I
1: don't know much about them I mean it's before my time and, and I'm not young um, but I mean you know
0: I, it's I, not just about being before your time it's also a very American thing isn't it absolutely I love Lucy point. people above a certain age might have heard of it's the Miranda of American television oh that's that's damning it with faint praise if no, ever it was was
1: brilliant don't listen right okay <laughs>
0: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, I mean, I Love Lucy was from the fifties. For those those who are unaware, nineteen fifty one through to nineteen fifty seven, and it was a um, it was just it's it was iconic a, though. Isn't it, it was it, a, it was a, an iconic American sitcom. I it must have been shown over here, I imagine. Um, but I think it's known of it's it's, it's in popular culture. isn't it And
1: do it? you know what? Seriously, for for younger generation, it's kind of one of the sitcoms that One was kind of
0: parodying and very Marvel. much so. Yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. much so. This uh, because this was this was a template for this was very early television say, sitcom, it, the first sitcom it would have been a very early one at this yeah. era of television because yeah. most stuff from that was known to be television was still radio back then
1: and of course they're married in real life which adds an extra frisson and um they even wrote i was just reading about beforehand about the scandal of they wrote her pregnancy into it and everything into the show and they couldn't even at that
0: point mention a woman use the word pregnancy so they called it in french the title because they couldn't mention it and the, um, the other thing as well is the reason why it's called about the it mentions the Ricardos is because that's their character's name exactly. from, from I Love Lucy. They played Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. And what's interesting just to get in it's set over a, just a one week apparently on the
1: set of a, like a quite a pivotal week. I don't know why but maybe that's a spoiler I don't know but it's a pivotal week on set behind the scenes behind closed doors in their home. So that's quite an interesting concept set just quite intensely that's that's very Sorkin isn't it? And in, one intense week on a
0: on a tv show yeah and, and and also for those who are sort of curious i mean the, she became this huge star off right out of it you know, more so than than desi onez did she eclipsed him because be, well, i mean she was the title you know i love lucy she was the lucy mm. she was lucille ball that she did sort of other there was something called here's lucy that ran for several years after it. Um, the Lucy show was something in the early 60s. That, that, that there were lots of other things. Uh, although they were known, they were they were possibly one of the very early power couples of Hollywood. And I think one of the big attractions between the story
1: is, you know, if you know their story, everything on screen obviously was not what it was like off screen. And even though they, they stayed very good friends, you know, they had a very tumultuous, you know, relationship as well, you know. So that's interesting. It wasn't all, it wasn't yeah. all sitcom.
0: And they had, and I guess this might come up in the, in the possibly come in the movie, but they also had a film. They set up a studio, a TV studio, and they were producing television and, and famously, greenlit Star Trek. Star Trek was, on their, was from their studio. So you owe Lucille Bill a debt of thanks. The Star Trek fans out there owe Lucille Ball a bit of Lovely. Um, but there you go. So, uh, so yeah, that's Meeting the Ricardos, which comes out on the 21st of December on Amazon Prime. Uh, and uh, it'd be good to see um, Nicole Kidman there as well oh. again, because uh, I, I like her an awful lot. I'm not always There's sure about some coming. of her choices. No, no, no. no I, 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 I just think that, that uh, this will come as a shock to you, but I don't always think that a favourite actor of mine, every single thing they've ever done is wonderful. Sometimes. Sometimes. Really? Weird. I literally think she can
1: do no wrong. Like, literally. She's think,
0: in my... You might think I think that about everyone, but she literally do no wrong. Just, just actors, but no, not everyone. <laughs> not uh, people. No. <laughs> so, as uh, Amazon Prime, 21st of December, being the Ricardos, let's move to Netflix. And on the 24th of December don 't look up the sequel to nicholas rogues horror classic don 't look now, so I just want to do a pause there so I can insert the laughter later <laughs> yeah that's so, really so it's, good so it 's not don't look now it's don't it's look
1: not, up it's don't look up don 't look now its do. don 't look up i won 't steal that only steal good gags right okay um it's called don 't look up and it 's nothing to do with don 't look now um my goodness if you if I basically said name any huge contemporary stars of Hollywood at the moment seriously okay. you would probably get it The Rock well yeah there is a big rock heading towards Earth in this so he could be playing that nice come on so listen to this Jennifer Lawrence Leo DiCaprio Kate Blanchett Meryl Streep Tyler Perry Mark Rylance Ariana Grande Timothy Chalamet the internet's boyfriend don't yawn that I mean seriously though in one film that is that's an
0: impressive cast they're obviously going to be We know when there's a cast list this size, it's going to be small parts. I mean, that's a very impressive cast there. And Ariana Grande as well. And that's just... Scream
1: Queens, Ariana Grande. I love her. Okay, and it was, you know, seriously, they're obviously going to have quite small parts in it. There's just no way you can fit all those people in unless it's a TV series. Um, So basically, not much to go on other than, which is how I like it. Like I said, A Giant Rock... Headed towards Earth. Two low-level astronomers. I think Jennifer Lawrence is a PhD student, so I've got some personal kind of interest in this. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio is her university tutor, her supervisor. And they they realise that this um, asteroid is coming to a comet that will destroy Earth. And they've got to go on a giant media tour. So I guess, don't be expecting Armageddon I think the, the emphasis is much more on the media tour part of it. And apparently the world is kind of a bit meh about it. And that's where they're in the humour lies. But, I mean, Mark Rylance, hello. Timothy Chalamet, I mean, incredible, seriously. I mean, just that cast, like, OK, I've seen some reviews and they've been mixed, to say the least. Um, but surely just that cast alone, you've got to at least be interested in it. Surely.
0: Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, Don't Look Up, are the latest from Netflix. Let's face it, these days, Netflix and Amazon Prime are knocking out pretty good original movies. And sorry, I have to say, I didn't say, directed by Adam, Adam Mackay, commands Adam Mackay. So okay. that should sell it a bit. Anchorman, who, uh, Adam Mackay, who is also one of the producers of Succession, which is... Is he incredible. one of the producers? Him and Will Ferrell are producers of it. Uh, oh. I, it amazes me every time I see their names yeah. in the credits. Yeah. I have a feeling at one point Will Ferrell might have been like earmarked to be in it or something and, and this sometimes happens when you see executive producers and it's people that you think what on earth are they doing with that yeah. they're not in it in any way yeah. sometimes it's because at one iteration of it yes. they were attached to it and they're still
1: contracting. and do you know what if it turns into a comedy in the next series I'll say that escalated quickly
0: well if, if you saw the last one it, it, no I'll, danger of that turning into a comedy in I'll just repeat soon.
1: that again I'll say that escalated quickly man. okay
0: right moving on okay uh thank you for that um yeah if, if the listeners want to know where we are at the moment so am i the film guide with tim stafford part of the St. podcast with danny smith well, it's time now for part three i know there's still another whole part to go but bear with it uh, not long now don't worry <laughs> sam and chris will be back soon but no it's uh it's it's still tim tim stafford Hi. and he's here <laughs> <laughs> He's got the giggles now, this is weird. But anyway, um, we are talking now Tim's A to Z of the cinema. We are up to the letter C and it is C for Is it for Charlie Cox? Is it Oh for... we could be here for a very long time. <laughs> is it for Clueless?
1: No, it's not. It's for Coppola, comma which one?
0: Sophia. Right I love how you asked me These rhetorical questions I've got the answers Right in front of me Because you emailed it To me earlier It's theatre isn't it um, No Okay Is it not <laughs> I didn't understand C, C is for Coppola C is for Sophia, Sophia Coppola. Coppola Yeah Right So what You were so enamoured By her acting In Godfather Part 3 That you thought to yourself I'm gonna She's gonna be my C Scientists are now saying She also directs Right And writes Okay
1: Where do we start Where do we start The Virgin Suicides Lost, I'm not
0: just going to list films, but Lost in Translation. you <laughs> are. Marie Antoinette, yeah. The Beguiled. Not going to list them. Okay. It was The Beguiled, by the way, just to go to the, pick on that one. Was that the remake yes. of the Clint Eastwood I one?
1: knew you were going to say that because your world meets my world on that film.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not one of his final ones, but not a bad entry by him. I, I've, I have heard nothing but good things about Sofia Coppola. <gasps> I, I've only seen Lost in Translation. <sighs> One of the greatest films. A wonderful film. Oh, you know, do not you love it as much as I do? Well, oh, I don't, I don't it's think my that's top possible. Five. It's in my top five okay. films.
1: Um, I do like it a lot. I mean, I went to see it again um, recently. I saw it at the cinema the first time round, and I, and then my, I saw it about three times in the cinema, and then my experience has obviously been on home media. Um, and then it was on again um, at the Odyssey, and I went to see it, and it was just... Magical to see that on the big screen, a film I've seen so many times. Um, Sophia Coppola, where do we start? Again, I know you like an auteur like I do, where their, you know, their stick of rock is stamped through through the um work. And, you know, she's always tells which Hollywood desperately needs, female-centered stories, as she always looks at usually young women, adolescents, coming of age, um, you know, which we're we're saturated with male versions of those stories. I kind of, I've I've kind of really thought about this because there is kind of themes that go through her work that she never makes the same film twice, even close. But, you know, I think what she looks at is sort of women and young women and girls in sort of gilded cages. So someone like Marie Antoinette Or lost in translation. They're people who aren't victims in any way and they're not, they don't have any tragedy in their lives. Well, Marie Antoinette did, but um, it's a different story. At the end, I mean, at the point where we see her, but they tell, she tells these stories of people who on the surface seem to have very comfortable, very, Sort of enviable lives, and she really gets the heart of those characters. She really fundamentally changed me in my
0: understanding of film. Do Lost you, in Translation. Do, do did. you find that Lost in Translation is a film that is quite difficult to describe as a Absolutely. summary because it's really it's, it's about nothing? You know, isn't it like a faded a faded actor goes over to. Japan to, to make film a movie? an advert, yeah. So, sorry, to film an T- advert, Santori Times. Yeah, he goes over uh, just to make an advert, which is actually very loosely based on Sean Connery, right? Who went and made some Japanese whiskey company, and, and part of the deal was it must not be shown outside of Japan. He went and did it. I didn't he made know a, that. Made an absolute fortune. He made m- several million pounds. This back is before in, the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, way before. This was like in the seventies, I right. think. And and he made an absolute fortune. But part of the deal was this never gets shown anywhere else because he was embarrassed by it. Okay. And Okay. And, and there were overtones of that in Bill Murray's character. Absolutely. He's a fading kind yes. of star and um the uh
1: uh Sofia Cop- sorry, the Scarlett Johansson character and Scarlett Johansson is phenomenal in that film and that's based on Sofia Coppola. I mean, she said that. It's loosely based. It's not completely directly autobiographical. Um but what you said about it's about nothing on paper, that's ex- it was so perfectly timed when you said that because that's how it changed my understanding of film. It was a really growing up stage in my film viewing that a film didn't have to be so heavily plot driven it could just be you know that you say on paper exactly you could say it in a sentence uh, a young woman and a man meet for a few days in Japan
0: well it shows that a film is so much more than necessarily a a plot and, and a load of set pieces some of its parts well yeah yeah sometimes a a movie is is about the setting it's about the character it's about just just spending time in that in that environment and
1: the feeling and if you have ever ever been lonely and i know i certainly have in my life that captures that sort of sadness when you know like i said this gilded cage she should be having the time of her life in tokyo you know um and And it captures that feeling so intensely and it's really moving and there's no great tragedy in it. And the ending is one of the greatest endings in any film ever. And my goodness, does Sophia Coppola know how to shoot an ending? Um, Somewhere, Marie Antoinette, those ending shots are just an absolute hallmark of her work. I mean, The Beguiled, those literally just those ending shots you could play on a loop. She is a genius but I think she's really important when she came along you know she's part of this new wave with Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman and you know she really did center films around female experience and you know and and it's Hollywood's all the better for it I mean Marie Antoinette is a masterpiece that so I'm
0: biased <laughs> there we go and and of course for those who haven't twigged yet she's the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola um which the important Coppola he's the father of her so anyway, that's uh, that's C for, um, for Tim's A to Z of the cinema. C for uh, Sophia Coppola. Hi,
1: I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash that's One to One with Elspeth, part of the St Albans podcast
0: in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. Only one part left and it's over. Yes. <laughs> 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 it's the time to have a look at Tim's, the delightful Tim's uh, choice of films on free to air TV for the forthcoming week. And uh, we, we, he's come up with a selection of movies and um, there are some good movies in here and some others. They're for- not Christmassy, I should say,
1: if you're expecting Christmas weak movies they're not okay so sorry
0: just be prepared <laughs> or or not sorry because you know there's enough christmas rubbish out there already this whole oh, channel's devoted to it been showing christmas movies since august you're not going to get home alone one two three and four today okay that's a shame anyway let's go with friday the 17th of december bbc one seven thirty p.m spider-man far from home i
1: thi- i think there's a new spider-man film coming out at some point because the tv even last night Homecoming was on so BBC are sharing everything they've got the rights to at the moment and what's the new, what's the new one that's just
0: come out then that um, you're comedically
1: alluding to the, the new one is No Way Home right. they're all based around the theme home yeah. it says Homecoming Far right. From Home and this is the third one where
0: obviously he is now in the Marvel Universe and, the, and then the next one is what Home Alone Spider-Man Home Alone and he sets Homer up traps, Simpson Traps for Doctor Octopus and, Homer the, Simpson. and the Green Goblin and see so that I knew two of those you're not impressed by that what, that you knew two characters? Yeah. So, regale us with, with uh, what we need to know about uh, your choice, Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: So, it's the second one in the current MCU trilogy of Spider- Spider-Men films, um, and uh, it's Tom Holland, brilliant, one of the best Spider-Men ever, Zendaya, absolutely brilliant. He's, um, he's
0: certainly in the top three, isn't he? <laughs> Yes. He's one of the best ever. I mean, yeah, he is
1: brilliant. <laughs> he's brilliant, honestly. Um, and then but you've also got star of the show, Jake Gyllenhaal as um Mysterio Fantastic.
0: He was strangely compelling in this part. Why I thought. strangely compelling? Because he was more compelling than I thought he would be, and I right, found that strange. Right. Hence <laughs> strangely compelling. <laughs>
1: but but I mean he's explain brilliant. all the words. I know I do know what you mean, but like I mean he's brilliant. I mean there's nothing. That's not strange to me. He's just fantastic. But I know what you mean. Maybe you were thinking it was sort of a simple comic book villain role. And actually, you'll know, without spoiling stuff, there's a lot of complexity to it. It deals with kind of... And it just sounds pretentious, but it's true. It deals with kind of Tony Stark's legacy, capitalism, tech giants, exploitation of workers. All that stuff's in there. It's really interesting what it does.
0: So one of the things that I thought when I watched this movie, for a moment, I thought they're trying too hard to replace Robert Downey Jr., with Jake Gyllenhaal. There okay. was something about the performance, That's deliberate. which, which, what? Well, thank you, because I was going to go on to say Sorry. that clearly. Then, as the movie went on, you could tell it was deliberate. There was a right. reason why he was trying to emulate Tony Stark in some way. But I, I, I thought he did it rather well because I felt he was in no way doing a caricature or an impression of of Robert Downey Jr. But he somehow captured the essence, the warmth of his portrayal of Tony Stark. We were talking
1: earlier off off air. No, nothing. No, we will We don't. We don't
0: like each other well
1: we don't of course we were arguing earlier um nothing worse than referring to a conversation that you can't hear but we were talking about actors who are limited and actors who can do everything and gillen or hall or gillen hall is one of those he he can do everything you know he he could do comedy as he's shown in like Oksha and stuff but he can also do really really mainly and seriously intense roles he's he's incredible actor and but mysterio is both of those wrapped up it's all sides of gillen hall it's like Funny, light, but sinister. It's all of those things. But I don't want to spoil too much. You should watch that film, go
0: into it with as little knowledge as possible. Okay, so that's Tom Holland uh, playing Peter Parker, who is better known as Spider-Man. But that's not the only iteration of Spider-Man, is it? Because... Today's On Sunday, the 19th of December, uh, Film 4, 6.45pm, we have...
1: Today's film guide, sponsored by Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Spider-Man, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. spider Into
1: the Spider-Verse. That is your
0: choice. Yeah, good to see you're shaking these up. So uh, that's your choice for Sunday. Now, this isn't Tom Holland. This is not. This isn't This um, is not. Um, it's, it's not even Andrew Garfield. It is not Toby <gasps> Maguire. It <gasps> is not even Nicholas Hammond. There <gasps> you go.
1: How's oh, that for who it's plays not. Spider-Man? It's
0: Shemake Moore. Does the voice? Cause it's
1: animated. And actually, you know, we ha- we live in the age of live-action superheroes. But you know, a lot of people argue that animation. Oh, I, I a- hate
0: it when they do that with comic book characters. They make him animated. It just t- takes them away from it. I know. It's
1: like, it's not faithful to the source no. material at all, is it? Um, but but it's not Peter Parker, is it? No, he's playing. Uh, comic book fans will know him very well Miles Morales and you know he's quite an important figure in Spider-Man because he's one of he's a young hero, his father is African American um, and his mother is Puerto Rican and you know he's, he's a really kind of interesting representative figure um, and really takes that away from you know the white superhero you know he's really interesting and um
0: so suppose, uh, Peter Parker features in it the the Spider-Man that most of us would know but but really it's this is focused on centered on Miles Morales.
1: This is Miles Morales absolutely and there are there's Peter Parker's plural and that's not giving away anything because he goes into the Spider-Verse and now what is fascinating about this film and why I've chosen it is because now in the context of what I think most of us know without spoilers is happening in the new Spider-Man film is this idea of a multiverse. And it was sort of testing the waters. I think I don't just want to say it was a guinea pig film, but it was testing the waters for really what Sony are now doing in the live action universe. And it really paved the way for that getting, getting um, non-comic book fans used to the idea of a multiverse of different versions. And even the greatest Spider-Man of all time, is it Peter Parker
0: spider ham is in it. But not, sadly, Spider Pig from the Simpsons movie.
1: That would have been great, wouldn't it? Now that Disney owned Fox as well, I think we might.
0: That's, that's, that's the, the cross,
1: Keep that, the dream alive. That's Danny. the crossover
0: I'm waiting for. <laughs> I know you are. Anyway, that's a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, a very well acclaimed uh, animated Seriously? movie. Uh, six forty-five on Film Force Sunday, the nineteenth of December. Let's move to Monday, the twentieth of December. Another um, comic book adaptation of sorts, although this was a comic book that, in turn, was inspired by um, a, a doll. Um, so uh, six four. Stop hitting that microphone. I'm, I'm reenacting. Six- Acting. Stop it. It's making a noise. 6.45 again. Film 4 again. G.I. Joe. The Rise of Cobra. You know I am the definitive
1: audience for Film 4, my mainstream love. Honestly, one they of... They do a good
0: selection of movies. They
1: do, but honestly... And this one. What an a, what an absolute delight and a joy of a film. Pure cinema, pure adrenaline. I remember going to see it at the cinema, and we thought... I went to see it because I had Channing Tate a minute, and I was like, this will be good, but it'll be just a bit of harmless kind of disposable junk food fun absolutely one of my favourite films of all time just complete joy um, just a big rock'em sock'em action film and Channing Tatum Sienna Miller, Dennis Quaid um, Christopher Eccleston. really good cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt and it's just basically an adaptation of those films with big technology, it feels like a Marvel Universe film but it's an absolute adrenaline joy from start to finish
0: is Bruce Willis in this one or was he in the no, next he's in one in the second Ah, oh, okay
1: I don't really want to talk about that one. Okay.
0: well Channing Tatum's still in it oh no he died didn't he is that what <gasps> got he? oh well spoiler anyway I'm st-
1: you've ruined my Christmas thank no, you yeah
0: yeah you know he's not really dead don't you and he's also not really a stripper and he's not re- he's an actor he just plays these parts
1: I don't want to talk I really don't want to talk about G.I. Joe 2 Okay, I was I love the rock, but I've had a complex relationship with him. And it took me years to get over the fact that he sort of came in and was trying to take over the franchise. It really upset me.
0: Yeah, you you, you joined a self help group, did you, with uh, with Vin Diesel? <gasps> amazing um, yeah thank you anyway uh, th- and then another film from this universe was out earlier this year wasn't it snake eyes
1: that's right yeah and i think it was kind of a soft reboot i don't think it was re- henry golding new cast i mean snake eyes is played by ray park in the in the one we're talking about but yeah um i think it sort of came and went the henry golding one i mean henry golding's fantastic but that was an interesting yeah i think it was kind of leading to a soft reboot of gi joe but i'm not going to sh- i'm
0: not sure what happened because it sort of came and went very quickly um Snake Eyes. Thank you. Let's move to Tuesday, the twenty-first of December. ITV two six forty-five p.m. Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Okay, literally, literally,
1: one of the most. I think it's when anyone asks what is the most perfect film of all time, I think it's this. Like this is spot on. Every creative decision in this film is perfect. So I'm obsessed with the first Mamma Mia and I went to it, really looking forward to part two, but but obviously, could they could they recapture the magic? They captured it and multiplied it exponentially. It, even though Meryl Streep's hardly in it, which you'd think, oh, you know, every creative decision, let's put Dancing Queen in it again, because the audience want that, is spot on. It is sunshine in a bottle. Just... Unbridled joy. Make you laugh, make you cry, Amanda Seafried, Lily James. The casting's brilliant. The three young uns who play the three the young versions of the three older guys. It, everything about this film is honestly every decision made in this filmmaking was flawless. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Danny, Mamma Mia, here we go again.
0: Wednesday, the 22nd of December, 5 Selects, 7pm, we have... I'm bearing in mind what my nan said to me. If you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all.
1: Why? It's genius. Um, Miss Potter.
0: Oh, yeah, it gets right. I'm moving on to that. I was that My silence was in relation to the... I know it was. Yeah. So, Miss Potter, 5 Selects, 7pm, Renny Zellweger doing things.
1: It's an absolute it's just a lovely film and a lovely such an anodyne kind of description like nice but it's lovely um, bring your hankies though
0: bring yeah, your hankies is that a sort you, of
1: movie? be warned yeah it's sad um, and I don't like. as I get older I'm not good with sad stuff I try and avoid it generally but it's worth seeing it's not tragic to the point where you can't watch it but it's really sad um, Renée Zellweger as Beatrix Potter Ewan McGregor as the publisher who sort of says he's a timid publisher who falls for falls for her and in a very kind of very tender relationship. There's lots of stuff set in the Lake District, obviously. A lot of ways that they bring her animated world, her imagination to life through beautiful animation. Absolutely brilliant. A real joy. Not a prequel to Peter Rabbit, the James Gordon
0: film. You could be, but it's not. Cool. Well, isn't that a shame in itself? That's, um, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Miss Potter. Uh, yeah, great biographical period drama. It's Five Have you seen select. It? No. Um, but I'm, I've heard good things. It's lovely. Yes. Um, uh, Miss Potter 5 selects 7pm uh, uh, that's on Wednesday the 22nd of December uh, we move to the final film of the week from uh, Tim and indeed the final film being chosen on television for this year make it count I know I thought should I go for no, Christmas no ain't got time for that exactly so, Elizabeth film 4 11.40pm well, what more can you say?
1: Kate Blanchett is Elizabeth... Well, hopefully Elizabeth-
0: a bit more, because like, people <laughs> want to know about it. Kate Blanchett
1: it? is Elizabeth I, like in the same way Francis McDormand is Lady Macbeth. Beth. It sells itself. Um, there's two films, but this one is the first one, and it's about a younger Elizabeth, and they came back a few, year, quite a few
0: years later when she was older to nine, nine years, wasn't it, to do yeah, the sequel, just to allow her to age appropriately. Absolutely. And I've heard tell Absolutely. that they're going to do another one, but again, they wanted to, Kate Blanchett to age... Enough to cover another period of Elizabeth, and you know they life.
1: will do it. It's not like if we get the funding that will happen. You yeah. know, it's like boyhood, isn't it? But with a queen and in the Tudor period,
0: <laughs> yeah, so exactly <laughs> like it, really, <laughs> um, except for no way whatsoever. Yes, so she- Elizabeth Kapoor, director. Yeah. And of course, the the wonderful um, the, the the footballing sensation Eric Cantona is yes. in there. Yes,
1: who's he? One is he like the French ambassador or something? Isn't yeah, he? he's
0: gonna be French, someone or other, isn't he?
1: Yeah, Christopher Eccleston, Geoffrey Rush, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And it's good to watch this in sort of companion piece with something like Mary Queen of Scots, the Sir Sharone and Margot Robbie film a few years ago. You know, I'm history geek, and that th- that kind of stuff is lovely. But you know, it's absolute. It's just absolute hallmark of quality. This would have a hallmark on it. This film, if it if it could, you know, it's absolute acting quality, narrative quality, history quality, directing quality. Brilliant.
0: Okay. Yes. So he played uh, Monsieur de Foix uh, in in Elizabeth. Now, was it the sequel that had um, David Beckham in it? The sequel. Yeah, and did that have David Beckham in it? No, that was that was a guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Okay, and that's the only thing he's done.
1: Are you was testing it? me? Or I, I, <laughs> I, no, I'm because
0: I thought. Who Beckham? I th- no, I'm sure you're probably right. Um, but, oh, apparently, yeah, he was in that, and he was also in The Man from Uncle, which was. And he's invented by like Beckham? Who, oh, probably, plays possibly playing himself then, he maybe. He is, definitely playing himself. Okay. Um, Brilliant film, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yes, so no, he, he yeah, mainly plays himself in things, but yeah, he was. Uh, he, I was getting my films confused. He, he King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, where he played Trigger.
1: Right, and he's. What did you ask? Is it Man from Uncle? Yeah, he plays That's Projectionist, right. which That's is right. also Guy Ritchie. That's right. Yeah, which
0: is also Guy Ritchie. That's um, right. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I don't know why I thought he was. <laughs> but no, Eric Hantner, who by all accounts was quite good, but a very small role. He's really good at. He was in the. Um
1: Looking for someone, I think it was um, Looking, Is it called Looking for Eric, the um, Ken Loach film? Yeah, Looking for Eric. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Because I, really I think actor.
0: he was the Eric of the title. I think
1: he was. It was about yeah. him, yeah, yeah. It was really, really, really good. He's a good actor.
0: Okay, yeah. And, and you know, showing that you can be a footballer and then go on to be an actor. Hello, Willie Jones, if you're listening. Hello. Yeah. And, um, yeah, exactly. He lives near you, doesn't he? Or used to? Used to,
1: yeah. And... Yeah. Um, I mean, look at The Rock. I mean, you know, all these people who sort of started out in other professions are sometimes some of the... Seriously, they have the charisma to... And that charisma can translate sometimes, you
0: know. Yeah. So that's um, (laughs) that's Elizabeth. (laughs) I get your point, but The Rock, a bit of a stretch. What? No, why? He's a wrestler. And now he's one of the most charismatic... I mean, yeah, oh, he's a good film star. He I, is. Yeah, I just. He, I mean, I a, wasn't even a fan of him as a wrestler, and he's he's
1: he is so charismatic. Everything you watch, you watch know, Jungle Cruise. Are they he's oh, he
0: has a great charisma about him. Yeah, I, I, I don't dispute that for a moment. I, you know, I, I'm not sure he would handle something like Elizabeth. But I could be wrong. <laughs> see, he would. Oh, he, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Elizabeth. I'd like to see it. Film. Yeah, I, I would. Now, now I'd want to see that. Him playing Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: I would. You, you and me would be front, front of the queue for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's Elizabeth. I'm busy then. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Elizabeth
1: Duane. Yeah.
0: Elizabeth. And that's film for 11.40 p.m. If you had to choose <gasps> one of those movies to be, if, if I could only watch one of them, which one would it be of those movies of the week? So everyone thinks In it's TV. going to be
1: Spider-Man, but... Well, which lo- one? No, it's not. My love Joe's Back Longer, G.I. Joe, because that that's been one of my favourite films ever. For- Years and years and years. Of
0: course it was. Okay, <laughs> that, there you go. Uh, G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra <gasps> is... The Rise of Cobra um, is the film choice. If there's any one you could watch, that's Tim's pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Tim, thank you very much. Timmy's back next week, I'm afraid, but it's bec- not on his own, though. So um, it is with... What do you mean
1: you're afraid? It's strange it, choice of words. Yeah,
0: um, hang on. Yeah, so Timmy's back next week, um, but he's part of the, uh, the, the lineup, which is all of the film guy presenters doing a special uh, end of year uh, film show looking back at the highlights of 2021 from the point of view of the cinema. I've, I've turned your mic off already because you interrupted me.
1: Is it, like the film Aven- is it like the Avengers of film critics?
0: Sure, I'm turning your mic off yes. again now. So, anyway, that's, that's going to be here uh, next week. I actually it will, it will land in your podcast platform of choice player thingy at whatever on friday on christmas eve that's our gift to you the normal film guide will resume in the new year harold linsky will be back in january uh, hopefully we'll catch you all next week season's greetings one and all